What up? What up? Fantasy news today. Back at you with a new time. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. West Coast time every single day moving forward. I'm I'm Alex, the fantasy football hustler, broadcasting on my YouTube channel. Shout out to everyone in Facebook. We're also broadcasting on the Give Me Money Network channel, the GMM Network on YouTube. And we're broadcasting on Fantasy Good Sports on YouTube. Shout out to TD. What up, bro? What's up, Barbara? Yeah, going to be a good show. And then shout out to my man, Taco. Oh, yeah, repping the Daily Sporting. He's getting his uh, getting his drink on right now. Now that we moved it back to 4 o'clock, you know, it's, uh, it's party time. You already know, man. I'm still recovering from that Giants loss yesterday. <laughs> it was despicable. It was indefensible. It was horrible. I am sick to my stomach. But thank God. God, there's other football to talk about. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, how about let's get into something crazy that uh, the news just popped up literally before we came live. Uh, Shout out to Josh Gordon. Shout out to the 420 crew. Oh, yeah. He's expected to sign with the Chiefs. Like uh, the Chiefs, they've needed a wide receiver for a really long time. We thought it might have been Sammy Watkins in the offseason. Maybe Juju, but no, but didn't happen. Now Josh Gordon's going to come in. What what do you think, Taco? How do you think he's going to mix into the depth chart? Well, I mean, I think he's going to mix in that clubhouse real great. He's going to be rolling. He's going to be passing. He's going to be grinding. <laughs> he's going to dab. You know, he, he he's good at a couple things that some of those people in the locker room look like they get down with. Like, if you look at my boy Kelsey, you could tell he rolled one or two. Um, but um, I think he'll be good. Wow. A Giants middle linebacker and defensive leader Blake Martinez suffered a torn ACL yesterday. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. This just I had breaking. that up. I had that on the list. That, that's on the show sheet. That broke a little bit earlier. Oh, I, I just got the tweet from, from Adam Scheffler. He's throwing me off now. He's late. <laughs> he normally he's the first one on this. I'm like, wait, what? I had no clue. So it just keeps getting worse and worse for us Giants fans. But for the Chiefs, I'm hoping that Gordon, because he's going to be facing, you know, the third, second to third options or, or you know, depth cornerback. He might have a shot to be halfway respectable. In fantasy football, I'm not touching him. I'm not spending any fab dollars on him. I'm not wavering him. He he is how I felt, uh, uh, how you guys felt about Madison last week is how I feel about Gordon this week. I am not touching him. <laughs> Bogart, hey. what up, man? What? Made it. Hey, is, um, am I coming in to clear? You're yeah. good. Chime hey, in, see, chime in on this. Uh, baby duty? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my shit is geeking up. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, maybe you just got to get a uh, Bluetooth or something, you know, for yeah, uh, for future shows. Right. But uh, we're talking about Josh Gordon. To oh, there he goes. Yep, it's geeking. There we go. Well, how about TD? Hop in here. We're talking about Josh Gordon. How do you think he's gonna mix into the depth chart here? Um, I think I don't know if he got anything left. That's what makes me nervous. If he's 60%, 70% old Josh Gordon, that's what they need. Somebody to help take pressure off of Tyreek because if they're tripling team in Tyreek right now, so they need some help. So Josh Gordon is just a long shot pitch to try to help the team get back to the Super Bowl. Anything to take the pressure off Tyreek, he needs it. That's for sure. All right. So I picked up Josh Gordon in a league where I got like eight bench spots, just tucked him in at the end of my bench. We'll see what kind of news comes, you know, after the weekend. Maybe he'll be dropped, you know, next week. Who knows? We shall see. 
Another piece of news before we start getting into all the ugly injury news that we don't really like talking about. Uh, the Panthers are expected to make a trade with the Jaguars. So the Panthers are expected to trade away uh, Dan Arnold and a third rounder to get C.J. Henderson and a fifth rounder. And if you guys don't know, I call C.J. Henderson T.J. Henderson because if you guys uh, remember the smart guy way back in the day, he was T.J. Henderson, the smart guy. So I'm never going to call him C.J. Henderson, just so you know. So Jaguars, they're trying to get uh, trying to give away T.J. Henderson to the Panthers, who they're losing uh, Horn for for a little bit of time. I, I think he might even be out for the season. Yeah. Let me go check. Let me go check on the on the Horn news really quick. And, and I think that what it really shows, if you're looking at the Panthers, one. They're not worried about CMC because they didn't make a move to get additional running back or sign anyone like that. They're going to use what they have. And from what I heard, they're going to be giving him until maybe like they're not going to even put him on IR. They think he'll be back in two weeks and two that they're going for it this year, because once they lost the cornerback horn, uh, uh, the rookie, they went out and immediately replaced him with a high uh, draft pick because that uh, whatchamacallit was uh, a first round pick as well. So they replaced him, and hopefully with the fresh start, let's hope that CJ is able to live up to his potential. But I think it's a good move for the Panthers, and I think what it shows that the Panthers are a team that's going to be going for it this year, that they believe about believe in what they have, and that this is a good sign going forward, all things all things considering. Yeah, and there, so it's not for JC Horn. It's it's not one hundred percent season ending injury, but he broke three bones in his foot, and they said um, it, they're considering it right now so i don't even know what that means like maybe just because they think they might be on a playoff run maybe they don't give him that kind of designation but yeah what do you think about the the trade uh td uh jaguars are trying to trade away tj henderson in the fifth rounder uh to the to the panthers who'd be giving up dan arnold and the third rounder I say do it. Kalana believe that they can win a Super Bowl this year and go far in the playoffs. Go and get you another uh cornerback. Uh, and I'm for um the Jaguars. I think it's a fire, what they call it, fire drill. When you just hey, we we not we not winning no Super Bowl the next three years. So we're gonna sell off everything and get as many as first rounders, second round picks as we can get. So uh yeah, they they a long ways are out. So uh they just trying to trade guys to get more value later. Yep. All right, now let's let's switch it up to some injury news. Real quick, we're going to touch on AJ Brown. He left the game with a hamstring injury during the game. He never in the first quarter, so yeah, it was uh, it was rough for all the fantasy managers who threw him out there this week, and it's probably every manager. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they play the Titans in Week Four. I don't think he's going to play. Taco, we were talking this about pre-show. Yeah. I mean, he has no reason to play in this game, right? Nope. The Titans are playing the Jets this week. This is more than likely a situation where you can use Derrick Henry and Julio Jones and just dominate this subpar Jets team that look even worse than they did last year. Because, like, last year they looked bad, but now this year you were expecting at least a little something, a little improvement. You look like you the same team that maybe can't even move the ball as good because at least Sam Darnold had his flashes. Zach Wilson is looking like, yo, bro. That Justin Fields, Pat Mahomes approach is the way to get down because not everybody's Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> I I have a take on this. Go ahead, Mohawk. Okay. I love the Mohawk. He literally, you know what's funny? All my kids had that. <laughs> <laughs> she actually, her nickname, her nickname is Show Pal because you ever you ever seen a Show Pal? Uh huh. 
like a little dumpling. She looks like oh, <laughs> have a really strong take about the Zach Wilson thing. That the offensive line still getting together. Mm-hmm. Yep, they played Carolina, New mm-hmm. England, then yep. Denver. Mm-hmm. All first of all, New England kills the hell out of rookie. Yep. And Carolina and Denver are number one and two defenses mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? So I'm not dumping on the kid yet. But then you, we could say anything we want and just be like, oh, yeah, it's the Jets. Because I think that's a real thing, too, that he has to overcome the fact that they're the Jets still. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I actually – so Mimble so Peyton Manning. Do y'all remember Peyton Manning rookie year? How many interceptions he had? Yeah. So guys, record setting. Yes. So, yes. So if you have uh, ironclad feelings, ironclad mentality, those picks is all you're doing is learning the pro game. So you can learn this way. So Zach Wilson, if he's strong, he can be better. He can come out a better quarterback after this. But if he's weak. And he lets the the New York media get to him, then yeah, it could derail his uh future. But I think he's strong. He's very like seems like a harmonic type guy. So I think he, this is going to help him. I think he's going to be really good for from getting this pick out of his system. These picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now some more New York news. Um, Taco he touched on it a little bit ago, but this was uh one of the first of the uh, the real ugly ones we got to talk about. Blake Martinez torn ACL out for the year. He's been in, in the IDP world. He's been a top five linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since he's been with Green Bay. So, yeah, the t- tough loss because, you know, he's rostered in a grip of leagues out there. Tough loss for him. Tough loss for the Giants. Taco, stage is yours if you want to cry a little bit. Um, Why haven't we fired Jason Garrett? But that's a whole different story. I feel bad for Blake. Preach! I took, I took Blake in, in my, my in the IDP league that we're all in. You know, everyone expected big things out of this dude as he put a great season last year. You know, he's a hardworking dude. He's not the most athletic, most talented, but he gets down every single play. And that's what you love, especially out here in New York as Giants fans. I love a guy like that. So for him to be gone is, is going to be a big loss for our defense. And honestly, it's going to make me um, almost want to start as many running backs as I can versus this Giants team because they're not looking that great. And especially with them having this issue, you know, I think as we saw Patterson last week had had a, had a great game versus the Giants. Mike Davis didn't do as much, but you know what? I think as they face better running backs, you still got two games versus the Eagles. You still got two games versus the Cowboys, and you still got another game versus the Redskins. All these teams could possibly be looking at eating. And I think when we look at that perspective, it makes you feel good if you're a Zeke owner because, you know, you got a couple of good days hopefully coming ahead of you because you ain't got much to look forward to. You know – Blake Martinez is probably their best run stopper, obviously. But it's not going to change the fact that I've been saying this week in and week out. You attack that team with the pass-catching running back. Look at, what, nine receptions for Cordero last week? Yep. Or yesterday. And then um, last week, J.D. McKissick went crazy on them through the air. This is how you attack them. Now you're just going to be able to attack them Mm -hmm. in the tackles as well. With the mm-hmm. running back, mm-hmm. TD, why don't you chime in here about KJ Hamler, who's out, who's also out for the season with a torn ACL. Never been a big KJ Hamler guy, uh, but the, and the reason why is because Tim Patrick is a is, 
is like a ironclad guy, like a wide receiver. He's nobody's appreciating him for like what last three or four years, but he keep like doing very well every time he's asked for like, all right, we need you now because somebody has got hurt. So I like Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is the guy that I'm targeting now on this team that KJ's out. And I think Tim Patrick, even when Jerry Judy comes back, Tim Patrick will have value on this team. I think he's really a really good receiver that nobody pays attention to. I think that's why he does so well, because defensive coordinators aren't, like, afraid of him. They're not like, oh, my God, how are we going to stop Tim Patrick? And then he's the guy that goes unaccounted for in the red zone. He's the guy that goes unaccounted for on a third down. And, like, he he was able to do this with Drew Locke. You know what I mean? So having mm-hmm. – that says, that says something right there. When you could do it with Drew yep. Locke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yep. like, it's – you know – he didn't have the draft capital and he wasn't like the super combine athlete. He had none of that. So he's just a hard worker. You know what I mean? He's just a good player. And when people get hurt, he fills a role. Yep. And he's not a guy that's going to outright beat someone in camp or anything like that. But as the pieces start to fall, like they are, you know, with Judy and now MC Hamler, which I'm sad because, I, I'm not really been a, a KJ Hamler guy, but just because I, I can say it's Hamler time, any chance I could, I was <laughs> about it. Now we know it's no more Hamler time, and Tim Patrick, and you know, plain Jane, he's like the plain Jane Rolex, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just not super fancy, but he gets it done. Yep. He's like a he's like I mean, it, it's tough to compare him to like Tim Duncan, uh, you know, basketball player, just because. He, I mean, Tim Duncan, obviously one of the best players ever. But Tim Patrick is like Tim Duncan to me. He's not flashy. He just gets the job done. Not really, you know, the guy who's looking for attention, anything like that. And um, this past week, he had his best uh, – I mean, he had the most snaps. He's been consistently playing around 75% of the snaps. He had 76% in this game. Five targets, five receptions, 98 yards. And you already know it's going to be him and Cortland Sutton and Fant you know, the rest of the way. And I, I think his targets are going to start going up. And here's the question that everybody has to ask themselves. Do you think that either Sutton or Fant are eventually going to get hurt from the expectations we've seen throughout the season? That to me is another reason why Tim Patrick is someone that you, if he's on your waiver wire, he's probably gone already. In most cases, in most competitive leagues, he's gone, but he's a low key guy that you might want to make a trade for, or try to get on your roster because looking forward, I think he has a good outlook for the rest of the season. I I think uh, I think Tim Patrick. Okay, here comes some Bogard theory, right? Hey. Bogard theory is that Tim Patrick, you don't want to play on a team with him because he's like Jeff Driscoll. Whoever's in front of him, he he carries a curse that he's gonna hurt those people somehow. And they <laughs> get in the you know what I mean? Yep. They always get in there, bro. Like where where's where's uh, Jeff Driscoll right now? I know he's behind somebody. <laughs> At this point, it, it feels like he's probably behind the, the whole Giants team. <laughs> Bro, th- listen, it just happens. I mean, some some guys are like that, man. Like they just they stick around, they get their shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this question, this question just popped in here. Maybe you guys know a little bit more about this guy than me. So thoughts on Albert. <clears throat> how do you even say his last name? A Quinn Bookman. So, how do you say it? Is it Obawale, something like that? 
Now, uh, I'm gonna call him AO. Well, what's thoughts on AO after the injuries? There you go. The back the backup tight end on uh, Denver. Okay. Or the second tight end, because I mean he gets on the field too. My thoughts were it was a <laughs> for Denver because they went Noah Fant, then the next year they drafted Albert O. But Pat Shermer does like to run a ton of 12 personnel. Maybe we see that more. If we see that more, we're, we're not going to like any of the slot receivers over there because they were going three wide receiver sets when they had healthy bodies. They don't. So maybe we do see more 12 personnel. I like that better for the run game. I don't think there's any fantasy bio, anything bi- viable in fantasy for an Albert O unless Noah Fant goes down. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Agreed. All right, next piece of news here. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's not going on the IR. I mean, it's pretty much almost certain he's not going to play in week four. Mm-hmm. Pretty much pretty much stuck with him, I'd say. Let's talk about uh, the Chuba Hubbard, though, um, implications. For me, I think it's going to be a split between Chuba Hubbard and uh, Royce to 5'9 Freeman over there. I don't think it's going to be like Mike Davis was last year. What do you guys think? I agree. I mean, I think it could even be as far as a hot hand approach. I mean, they even – Royce Freeman was in there on the goal line. I will say they went into that week, a short week, with the game plan that Christian McCaffrey was going to get fed like he always does. Mm-hmm. Now with a whole week, I think the split won't be as severe. You know what I mean? I think we will see Chuba get, you know, 65 to 70% of that backfield. But also Chuba, man, like he's – not the greatest at the pass protection. Royce Freeman is a, a quote-unquote veteran who can pass protect. I mean, he also played the third down snaps. You know, like I said, it's kind of hard to use that game as a, as a sample size because this was just them adapting with CMC going down. But I think with a full game plan this week, we will see uh, both of them. But I'm still saying Chuba gets the dominant touches. Do you think Royce Freeman is worth uh, grabbing? I think he's good for a speculative grab. Hell yeah. Especially a deeper league. Yes, playing those 14, 16-team leagues. Snatch him up. Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. as good as a grab as it was good to grab Chuba Herbert before their injury. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you got to you gotta, gotta just stash him and find out what you got in him and then let him go if he don't get any mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. I wavered him in, in, in one league ju- just because he was available and I was like, you shouldn't have done this. But at the end of the day, I don't think we can expect too much out of this guy. If he's an RB2, RB3, we're going to be happy because, let's face it, no one's replacing Christian McCaffrey. And the way that Sam Darnold is looking, it looks like that DJ Moore is going to be the biggest beneficiary of this CMC news because if we saw in the last game, he was the number one receiver on the week as far as receiving yards goes, I think. He he put up like 125, I want to say. So he had a, a monster game. And I think that going forward, that means good news for him. And let's see what this means for Robbie Anderson, because Robbie Anderson's hitting borderline unstartable. So are they going to really make that move to the pass? Because while Chuba's, Ch- Chuba's nice, um, I don't I don't really buy it. I think McCaffrey's back in, in sooner than later, so I'm not spending fab or, or waiver. I'm not wasting a, a high waiver on him. I'd say you just let it rock if he's on your waiver wire. If you can get, if you have a a, a nine ninth ninth waiver in a twelfth man league, I'm doing it. If I got a top five waiver, I'm not wasting a top five waiver on him. Would you? Um, listen, if you have a top five waiver, who like who are the main waiver targets right now? CMC, what maybe uh, 
Uh, what's the tight end from uh, Minnesota? Yeah. Uh, Conklin. Conklin. You know what I mean? Mm. Like these are, you know, Freeman's the guy you just grab because mm -hmm. no one's probably going to grab him. And like, you're never going to start Freeman, but if he does something, let's, mm -hmm. listen, I'll tell you this much. The CMC owner that doesn't have Chuba, shame on you. If I, if I have Chuba or Royce the 5'9 Freeman, that's the guy I'm going to because that guy, especially if his other, the rest of his team ain't looking too hot, that guy's going to want to talk. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You done messed up by not getting your insurance. That's all I'm going to say. You, and got you know who might be interesting? Sam Darnold. Because Sammy can run. Sammy low-key can run. And he's he, not he's a mobile QB. He just calls – they called his number down there at the goal line. But with the Jets, we've we seen it a couple of times where he's not – he has more straight line speed than like the Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, where I'm a run and I can crack you speed. Like if you give him a lane, he's like Daniel oh Jones. God, give so him a much. lane, he can run a little bit and let's then knock it off. He had to figure out how to get Danny Pesos in here. Let's not use. Let's never say Donald Schwarzenegger's name in the same. He's not Vanilla Vick, but he's like two grades lower than that. You know. <laughs> Vanilla. No, he's get not, out of here. He's not even in the. <laughs> He is, he's not even in the class. <laughs> <laughs> We're not messing with that. All right. Uh, and uh, DJ Moore was second most receiving yards on the week. It was uh, Devontae Adams oh, yeah, at 132 yards. But uh, it also took him 18 targets and 12 receptions. It only took uh, DJ Moore 12 targets and eight receptions. And he got, he got, 50, he got 50 yards in the last two plays because my stupid-ass nine. They wanna they they wanna guard the, the sidelines and leave the middle of the field wide open. God damn it. Bring Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love the garbage time. Tomas. Oh yeah. Every time Tomas is on the stream, we're in international stream. He's watching hey. in Panama right now. Shout hey. out. Hey, shout out to Panama. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here's one of the topics we were going to talk about. We'll just bring it up now. Thoughts on Rashad Bateman coming out of IR. So, yeah, he's supposed to practice this week. Him and Miles Boykin are coming coming to practice. They both started the season on IR. Now it's week four. They're both eligible to come off. I think Rashad Bateman is, I mean, going to mix in fine, especially after seeing a guy like uh, Marquise Brown out there dropping touchdown passes, like multiple touchdown passes. Oh, you already know they're going to be horrible. Happy. <laughs> oh, like before I used to be like Alright, Hustlake's making fun of this guy He has this little say goodbye to Hollywood track It is what it is This guy oh, gonna be better God. than this though <laughs> Nah bro, this dude is just He's buns Like he's straight buns <laughs> Nah You know what Rashad Bateman Is exactly what they're missing He's a guy that's a red zone Target as well he can run. He can. He's strong over the middle of the field. And look at how many rush attempts did they have against Detroit, a team you could run on? What, like ten or fifteen as a team? Mm -hmm. That yeah. was. And they actually, Lamar Jackson threw the ball, probably the the most he he threw the ball more than he did against the Chiefs. But you know I, why Bogart, don't you? You know what he he they want to save him. Cause they didn't want, you know, Lamar Jackson runs are on his decision. So they didn't even want to call that QB choice where he would have to keep it. So they tried to beat them to save him for later on in the season. Cause he probably was a little bit beat up. 
Well, because did yeah. you see the way that the Chiefs like game planned against him? I mean, obviously it only worked to a certain extent, but they were having their DB uh, the DNs like you know like really go deep to make sure to like just close the gap, force him to stay in the pocket. Obviously, it didn't work on every play, but you know that teams are going to try to start doing that if they can force him to stay in the pocket. It's almost like you're 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 putting it all on his shoulders and all those shitty wide receiver soldiers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the but it's the design runs though, hustler that that we, that they didn't do that I thought they would have did more against Detroit with that weak run defense. I mean, you know what? He still led the he did lead the team in uh, in carries and in uh, in rush yards, seven carries, yeah. fifty eight yards. Okay. He actually had more rush yards than uh, Murray and uh, Williams combined. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think Detroit, for what it's worth, Detroit's kind of funny like this because. They, they put out a good game plan. They said, hey, what we're going to do is not allow you to run. We're going to make you beat us with Hollywood and with Mark Andrews and with yeah. you know, Sammy Watkins. And it didn't. It wasn't like they smacked him up. You know what I mean? So I'm saying when Rashad Baton does come back, and we're probably talking like, you know, we're looking at like late October-ish, I could see him coming on because he missed the entirety of camp. He missed the entirety of the preseason. I mean, it's, and they're going to ease him back in. He's a great stash. I actually, in a bunch of my leagues last week, you know, I dropped my kicker. If In leagues I had a kicker, swooped up Bateman, threw him in my IR, and went and picked up some whatever random kicker. You know what I mean? So I, I'm saying if you can stash him, do it. And, you know, he's just a great – even if you never use him, he's going to be a great piece you could throw in to a, a trade deal. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, how about I throw in Rashad Bateman, huh? How about that? And they're like, okay, done. You know what I mean? Like pieces like that are always fun to throw in. I might not even never use them. But Greg Roman, he is the type that wants to throw the ball more, even though he runs the ball a ton with his game plans. I've seen him do this with Kaepernick. But I will say it didn't go well with Kaepernick. You know what I mean? This was 2014 after two great years with Kaepernick and, and the read option all of a sudden they wanted to go four wide receiver sets. We had Stevie Johnson. We had uh, Bruce Ellington. It was it, it didn't work. And Vernon Davis. We, you know, we're, whoever we could throw in those four wide receiver sets, we were doing it. It didn't work. I fear for the Ravens trying to do that. All right, let's switch it up here. <coughs> Tomas shouting out how good Madison <coughs> did this weekend. Yeah, I was off the Madison train. <coughs> he. Uh, he did good versus Seattle, like he did last week or last year. All I want to say, I was I was the only one on that one. I was like, go get him if you can. Don't overspend for him, but go get him because he may only have one week, and then next week you'll have Cook back, and all of a sudden you're like, damn, I spent thirty percent in my fab for one week. Like, well, that's, that's not kosher. He got he got over he got well over he got a, D- a Dalvin Cook workload. Yep, yes so, he did. I mean. But you know who else got a Dalvin Cook workload and ain't nobody running out to jump out the window for him? Peyton Barber. You know what Yo, I mean? Yo, low-key, I was watching Peyton Barber like, shit, man, I need to pick you up in a few leagues. Cause... But then again, Josh Jacobs should be back in a week or two, we assume. But we I don't, don't know. Because they didn't put him on IR. And if you if he's gone for three weeks, you figure you just put him on IR. This is his second week. So I am figuring he's back next week, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I um, it, It's so funny because I, I don't even think Chucky – I don't even think the plays they're running, Chucky's calling them because 
Derek Carr is audibling everything at the line. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's selfish, but it's working. Because for real, for real, Derek Carr wants the whole world to know that he should be in that elite conversation. Right now, he leads the league in pass attempts. It's hilarious to me because he every chance you get Derek Carr on the camera, he'll be like, they don't say we're going to get a Super Bowl. Oh, the, oh, they want to doubt me. Ain't nobody said that except for the Raider fans. so what do you guys think about uh dalvin cook everyone here think he's going to be coming back last week the coaches they were already optimistic that he was going to play he just didn't practice all week yeah i mean it was it was very late that they called him out too so uh, leading up to it it wasn't like they ruled him out on thursday and they say he's not going to be in it was on sunday they were still testing him and you're like you know what he's just not good enough to go for this game so that does give me um, hope that next week he's going to be back. Hopefully. He uh, didn't think he's going to be back. Dalvin Cook last, last week, not practicing. Uh, I read somewhere that Zimmer has never played a player that didn't get into a Friday practice. So that's that, you know, in poker, what do they call that? A tell. Yeah. Right? So if Dalvin Cook doesn't practice all week, and he gets to Friday, and he's in any kind of limited capacity. Dude, she discovered her hands, so she, all she does is pull my beard now. It's crazy. <laughs> if, if we get to, if he gets into any limited capacity of practice on Friday, but he didn't practice at all Thursday, Wednesday, or any of the rest of the week, he's going to play. But if he doesn't get into the Friday, Zimmer has never played a player that doesn't get into a practice on Friday. So that's kind of a cool tell. You know what I mean? Well, they don't they don't need them because they won, so they they don't need him to come out and risk him getting hurt. Dalvin Cook, they need Dalvin Cook for the playoffs. That's why I wasn't big on Dalvin Cook this year uh, through the regular season. I feel like Dalvin Cook is going to pick up when like like uh, through the playoffs and real NFL football. This is when they want to bail cow him. They're not going to waste him out through the season. So Kirk Cousins' value is going to be more passing the ball, and they're going to probably let Dalvin Cook back slowly using Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. What about the 17-game season is going to make a difference? You already know. Teams like yep. – that's why we're talking about A.J. Brown. You know, like why force him to come back in one week versus the Jets? You know when you got a whole bunch more games to go. Chester Rogers time. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no, I wasn't. The TD, thank you, because that wasn't even a fun joke. Like, I, I was <laughs> or, or even right. else they got over there, Wiz Khalif Raymond. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jay Z, uh, JC Money Design shouting out how the Chiefs are signing Flash Gordon. That's what we opened up the show with. We got to shout out the 420 crew. You already know. Oh wait a second, the Chiefs signed who? They're going to sign Josh Gordon. That was the first topic we talked about. Wow, I picked up Josh Gordon everywhere the other day, too. Oh, and damn. you dropped him already? Nah, I actually didn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's such a Bogart thing to do, though. <laughs> yeah. Pick him up. I don't even want him. Just drop him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Hopefully, we get some more news. You got the minus touch, bro. You trade players right before they get hurt. You pick up players right before they get signed. Like, I'm telling you, bro, I need you to play some lotto for me, man. Hey, you know what's crazy? This is a quick little side story. Uh, when I was young, I had a bachelor pad, even though I wasn't a bachelor. My, me and my roommate, who's one of my best friends, I used to play poker with him. And yeah. I, would, I, I used to be called the flush hunter. 
because I would chase that flush all the way down. Yep. I'm great at that, so I could just, you know, I would yep. do the, I would play the odds. But uh, then yep. He was like, hey, man, I'm going to sign into my account online, and you just play. And I'm like, all right. And I would win him money because I didn't care. And then one time I asked him, I said, what are the, how much of these tournaments you're buying me into? He was like, $500. And I was mm. like, after that, I couldn't win for him no more. It was like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it was fun when it was fun. Like yeah, you start getting conservative, and, and it's like with my own money. Like mm -hmm. I'm the guy who won't hit big in the casino because as soon as mm -hmm. I win any money, I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna stick around for them to win that money back for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So quick, quick round robin here. We're no, no context behind it, and we'll start with you, Taco, and then we'll just we'll round robin it here. Sure. So Ma said uh, Gordon or uh, Bateman. Who would you pick up? If you just had to pick one, oh, uh, Bateman by a long shot. Like, it's not even close because Bateman has the opportunity to be the number one wide receiver for the Ravens. And he came in with a lot of hype. A lot of people thought before the training camps even started, he was going to be the number one because let's face it, Hollywood Dudu Brown is not the best. And Sammy Watkins barely stays healthy. So, you know, he's been good, but how long is he going to last? So, I, I like Bateman a lot more than Gordon. I like that you Bateman. finally see why I don't like. <laughs> Martin yeah, <laughs> I went, bro. When yo, Jackson had him so perfect, and it's like his hands, and it just hits him. And I'm like, twice. This is what Hustler's been he talking about. Twice, and bro. then two touchdowns he dropped. Twice. Bad. And you know what? He was like, you know what? Here you go, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? He Show reminds me of, of Darius Hayward Bay from the Raiders. Because I remember the Raiders no, got him early. No, 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 they, Taco. They no. were like, oh, we want a guy that has some speed, that has straight line speed. Meanwhile, Duke can't run routes and he can't catch money. <laughs> that's the same thing I'm seeing in the Brown, only he got drafted that's, a little bit like, later. You just described Cordero Patterson coming out of college. Hey, hey, now he's a running back, so we ain't got to worry about that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think I was on Cordero Patterson. When, when was it? I think it was like 2012 when he was supposed to be the guy. So, yeah, like it was – Eight years too late or eight years too early, I mean. You might be like, I think maybe 2013, actually. Mm -hmm. It was one of those years where he was, like, hyped up, and I was on that uh, that Cordell Patterson train. But later, later uh, stories for a later day on that. TD, Gordon, or uh, Bateman? Bateman. Bogey? I'm going Bateman because this Josh Gordon signing, although is the awesome – because I love Josh Gordon, but I this gives me Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs vibes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm going Bateman as well. Um, if you can grab Josh Gordon in a really deep league, go for it. You know, if, um, I picked him up in random dynasty leagues. Well, not random. All the Hustler yeah, dynasty leagues. I'm about to months ago. so much Josh Gordon. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Might as well, man. It's fun. It's fun to trade Josh Gordon around. I'm, like I'm about to trade something. Josh Gordon for Rashad Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another, now let's get to the next piece of news. So this is from the Steelers. So we actually got two things here. And I want uh, TD to chime in on it first because we talked about this last week. So um, Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster, he left the game with a rib injury. He's considered day-to-day. -day. We'll see about the practice. But now Deontay Johnson. Missed week three because of the knee injury, and it was that stupid play at the end of the game where it was like 
him to get like two yards or whatever to like run out the clock and he got tackled all weird. So missed week three. And now they're already saying that things are not looking good for week four. And it's barely like Monday morning when I heard this, what are your thoughts TD? Um, Claypool finally is going to get his chance to see what type of talent he is going forward. Cause big man is big man and you will wash. So if Aaron Rodgers come there, what you going to look like uh Claypool? Put on a show, let show these quarterbacks that are leaving next year as far as Deshaun Watson and uh Aaron Rodgers what they got. So I like Claypool. Um I think he just ain't a focal point of the offense. I think Deontay was. Now that Deontay out, Claypool is going he's only going to swim or he going to sink. So uh I like Claypool value going forward the next couple of weeks. Right. Taco, I'll let you I'll let you chime in here next. Week four last year was the huge Claypool week, and it was the week that Deontay Johnson didn't play, just to put it into context. Go ahead, Taco. Oh, so what we, the, we, we, well, I was going to say, we also got Juju out for the for the Steelers as well with the ribs, right? He's day-to-day, so they didn't say he's missing this week. Practice is going to be super, super important. I'll be honest. To me, this is screaming Chase Claypool time. This is going to be his probably best opportunity of the season. If I roster Claypool, I wait till after this game. Hopefully, Claypool blows up, does his two, three touchdowns. Immediately look to trade him. Move him on. Move him away. Because this is going to be – he's gonna his value is going to go sky high. And let's look at it. Ben Roethlisberger looks like shit. He doesn't look bad. He looks like shit. Okay? Najee Harris is catching the ball like 10 times because they don't have enough – they can't give him enough time in the pocket so he can make plays. You know what I mean? What you got, Bogey? And Najee caught it 14 times, and he had 19 targets, by the way. Yeah, and I, I want to add, last year, Ben Roethlisberger had a bottom-of-the-barrel offensive line. Because of that line not being able to hold up pressure, they had to get the ball out quick. He had the quickest release last year. That So, Claypool, last year, his average depth of target, 14 yards. This year, so far, nine yards. You know what I mean? But are they going to start using them? In shorter areas, are they gonna, are they going to move him in and out of the slot around the format? Because if not, this screams to me, James Washington, <laughs> because Ben Roethlisberger just looks for that guy whenever any of those other That's guys. True. And Claypool, I hope Claypool can handle number one coverage. That's why I was wondering who they playing this week. Do you guys know who they're playing off the top of your head? Hold on one second. They are playing the the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so at at Green Bay. Ooh, this is going to have to be a big scoring game. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Kyrie Alexander, he's going to erase Claypool. And now I wouldn't say erase, but definitely slow down. Nope. Slow down. Yeah. We'll go with that. I agree with that. Okay. Okay. But (laughs) look at look at Big Ben, three hundred yards again. And everything is short. Everything. So in order for Claypool to do damage, they need to get him the ball short and let him do the rest. And he does have that in his repertoire. Him, his, his skill set after the catch is awesome. They need to scheme him. That's what they got to do. But this is what I say to Taco and you, Bogar, and also to you, Hustler. Um, do you, Big Ben is not going to be the quarterback for the rest of this season. Ooh, I like that. Mm-mm. You know what's crazy? So here's one. Here's one thing that's ahead. crazy. Haskins was a was a healthy scratch. He didn't play. He was inactive. 
That was a really weird to me. I think I think Haskins is not a good guy. I, I think not. Cam. I think they bring in Cam Newton if if, if uh, it doesn't work out. I don't think Mason Rudolph. They had their chance. Dwayne I, can compete in the offseason. Go ahead, Bogart. I just don't think Cam is any different from Big Ben at this point right now. Big Big Ben. Big Ben's clearly hurt, but at least mm-hmm. at least for fantasy purposes, all our pieces are still getting theirs. I mean, a hundred yards for fourteen catches. So what is that? Uh, like one point? That's one point four yards a catch. Am I? Am I? Do I, am I doing that right? What is it? Say it again. How many? So fourteen receptions for a hundred yards on the dot. Mm-hmm. How many receptions? Fourteen. That was Najee Harris's his stat line. Yeah, seven, seven point one. Okay, so so see, okay, so that's great. So that means he was getting off, he was getting some yak. We need everything needs to be yak right now. It, it all needs to be yak. But th- what sucks about that is that means they're gonna crowd this the line of scrimmage, and Claypool's usually the guy on the outside that benefits when they're crowding the line of scrimmage. But if Big Ben can't get the ball, if he can't let a deep play develop, Claypool has to be used in different ways. Week four, like you said, it, they were using him out of the backfield. They were giving him end arounds. They were doing all kind of different stuff with him. That's what we need. Otherwise, he's just going to get Jair Alexander this week. Mm-hmm. And someone who I think uh, he's already been coming on a little bit. I've been talking about him since the preseason and since hey, the draft. Real quick, I need yeah. to go with the baby every time because – Oh, look at Uncle Hustler, Uncle TD, Uncle Taco. Y'all put her to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, people pay for that kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So I've been talking about him forever since the draft, since the preseason started. And uh, Pat Firemuth, he's going to kill it. Got that (laughs) touchdown this week. He's been, I mean, it, it was a little weird. He did take a step back. In, uh, in snaps this week, he dropped from like 59 to like 36 or something. So I don't know what was up with that. But got the touchdown, only had 22 yards, but everything is short with Big Ben, just like you said. Mm-hmm. I like that. I didn't think of the fire move one. That's a good one. That's why I gave up half picks in my dynasty league because I had fair move, and I like fair move. How many people feel so messed up because they went for Ebron thinking Ebron might have a, a season where because Ebron shown some good potential with Ben and coming in he was that guy but a lot of people are seeing like you said a fair move since last year I think towards the end of last year started developing that connection with Ben and in the red zone he seems like he's one of his favorite targets but now Framuth is a rookie he's a rookie this year he's a rookie, he's a rookie. yeah who was the white tight in the head last year then that he was hitting we need to address Eric Ebron by his true name Frying pan hands, Eric Ebron. Because that man, he's trying to slap his hands together like a pair of frying pans trying to catch the ball. Like, Eric Ebron is funny, man, because he's just like, he's just one of those first round Titans that busted, but Titans take a couple years to develop. So we kind of need Eric Ebron there right now for young Fryermuth because Fryermuth, he's a rookie. Is you know rookies don't really blow up. I mean, we had this conversation on our show last week uh, on the uh, Real Fantasy Playmakers. You got to go back to Evan Ingram having having a, a fantasy viable year as a rookie tight end, but it took OBJ being out for the year, and then then you got to go all the way back to like Mike Ditka for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Not too many people in between Mike Didka and uh, Evan yeah. Ingram. Yeah. Because even like Michael Finley, but that was like year number two. You know what I mean? Vernon Davis, right? He was all right. Vance McDonald. That's uh, who I was oh, confusing him with. Mark Andrews. Oh. He Mark still played Andrews. last year? But Mark yep. Andrews took him year two as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's usually the second-year breakout for the tight ends, and it's usually because, I mean, being asked to block, learn the plays, I mean, all that, and yeah. it just depends on where you go, really. I mean, oh, I don't think there's a lot of teams putting the tight ends on the – a lot on the tight end's shoulders either. I think Gronk mm-hmm. too, right? Didn't, did Gronk do his thing year one? Yeah, he did a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Damn, yo. Crazy. Yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, was it him or Aaron Hernandez that did better? I know at the same time his year. Because when did Gronk did they get drafted in the same year? Yeah, there were uh, Gronk was a second rounder and um, Hernandez was a fourth rounder. Wow, they were literally going up against each other their entire life, (laughs) like even even in the draft, and then they end up somehow playing on the same team. Like it's crazy how different they are. Gronk is a fun loving party animal. And Aaron Hernandez is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Hernandez, you could see on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel bad, man. <laughs> All right. Here's another uh, another piece of uh, trash news that we got to talk about. James White exited the game with a hip injury real early, and he's they haven't they haven't said it, but it really sounds like he's headed towards IR, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be just a three week thing. No, it doesn't. Yeah, man. And, you you know, the Patriots, they're really good at, like, if you're hurt, even if it's not that much, they they know your value is not until you're healthy. We might not never see James White again, and then they'll probably move him if they can, probably to the Buccaneers next year with Brady still there. Because look, look at Stephon Gilmore. Like, he should be ready to come back. He didn't have no – crazy major surgeries and nothing like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just don't want you to come on and ruin your value. Mm-hmm. So they can move you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say pick up Brandon Bolden. Was that yeah, I say Brandon Bolden, Hustle? No, no. Brandon Bolden. It, I thought that, that yep. Taylor was going to be the guy, but Brandon Bolden, like, was Brandon Bolden not playing more than Harris last week too? I don't think Harris had a good game. Uh, if I remember correctly, right? So it Harris was, even was, a, was a healthy scratch. But it was so, also run defense. The Saints are a top three run defense right now. Yeah. And, but when it comes to someone like Harris, right? Like you got like Harris had a finger injury last week it, during the week. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick's real strict. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. he, he wasn't in the game plan as much. Now, James mm-hmm. White was heavily in the game plan. He gets hurt. You don't go to JJ Taylor and, and you know we're making in-game mm-hmm. adjustments. You go to your savvy veteran, Brandon Bolden. Okay. If this mm-hmm. comes out and it's JJ Taylor doing some work, like this is where we gotta we gotta monitor practice reports because JJ Taylor was with the team, he was he was the James White of the team twos with Mac Jones all throughout the offseason in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So there might be something here, but I also think Belichick. Might be a little – he might need to scale back trusting these rookies too much. So TD might be onto something with this Brandon Bolden for real. Well, and here, here's the rushing uh, breakdown here. So Mac Jones led the team in carries, tied with Damian Harris with uh, six carries for 28 yards. Dame had six carries for 14 yards. 
Uh, White, only one carry for six yards. J.J. Taylor, one carry for two yards. Brandon Bolden, three carries for negative one yards. How many? What was the pass catches, though? Because I think the uh, he had how many pass catches? So he had three. He was three for 23. J.J. Taylor was two for three. And Dame was uh, two for negative three. Sheesh. That, th- this is the first game that jo- Jacoby Myers actually balled out, though. So m- maybe that's what we're going to see more of. Crazy. Look at Mac Jones. 51 pass attempts. Look at how many yards he passed for. 270. 270 right? It took him 51 pass attempts. That sounds like some Ben Roethlisberger shit. Exactly. <laughs> so everything is short. When Belichick looks at this, he's going he's gonna to try to figure out, all right, we're doing something wrong here. Because they they had like they like they, and then on top of that there's also the little mistakes like you see John New coming across on a he was coming on a shallow cross he hit it right in the hands and he kind of just lateraled the ball whoop right yeah bo- bobbled it it was like, yeah, like right into his hands he played hop and tail on it and like that's so, why nobody that's why nobody wanted Donu but go ahead Bogar I'm sorry no no that, that's all I had I just wanted to hate on the Patriots real quick. <laughs> Yeah, and so I mean the the pass catchers. I mean, uh, I mean Jacoby getting his nine receptions for ninety four yards. I I mean less than less than ten yards of reception there. Uh, Kendrick Bourne six receptions for ninety six yards, so he went off. Hunter Henry five receptions for thirty six. I mean, right after Janu bobbled it and everything, they they were going to Henry a lot more. Janu only got uh, one catch for four yards, and um, I don't even know if I saw him after that bobble and when they gave up the ball. I dropped I, I dropped Janu in a couple sp- spots last week, and I picked up Austin Hooper, and it was so hard for me to drop Janu because I'm just I believe in him, but then I was like, what am I doing here? There's Hunter Henry there, so I just cut him loose, and I think someone spent like uh, thirty dollars out of like seventy dollars they had left in their fab. Jesus, I, was, I love seeing that because that's kind of like the art of war. Hey, here's Janu out there, because someone's gonna someone's gonna see that as I fucked up. You know what I mean? But too bad you couldn't I, trade him for something, man. That's so funny. Like, uh, yeah, you already know that person was like, Oh man, Bogart's an idiot. I'm about to get him right now. <laughs> and then it comes up on uh, one for uh, one for four. I remember you know last, you know? last year I dropped Marquise Brown, uh, when, whenever it was that I just couldn't handle him anymore. And then he had a decent matchup coming. And I bet the person who picked him up was thinking the same thing. And then he went out and caught like one catch for like 10 but, yards or something like but, that. If anyone waited on Marquise Brown, he had a, a phenomenal six-week stretch to end the year where every week he was catching a touchdown. And, like, mm-hmm. he kind of picked up where he left off. But against the Detroit Lions, bro, that is a game that he was supposed to ball out and he let himself down. And he made everyone who, say, who, who, who says what they say about him right. Because mm-hmm. I've never been a truther. For Marquise Brown, run the drop. But I also <laughs> want to say, did you guys already cover the clock, the clock mishap? Did you guys see that? Mm-mm. No. What happened? So, with two seconds left to kick that field goal to win the to, to set the world record, right? Set the NFL record longest field goal on the screen. It said two seconds, one second, zero. Then they snap the ball and kick it. Huh. So, if you look on like Twitter or whatever, 
all the Lions fans are livid because oh, because it went it went after um the play clock. So it should have been delay of game, and they would have got a chance to kick it, but it would have been a seventy-one yard attempt, not a sixty-six. Well, so, what, what, but Bogart, you know when I'm you a referee, you have to do that time on your hands. It's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. It's not what you see on the clock. You, yeah, you get you like an extra half a second. Zero. You know what? You're right. Because also, too, I think Fox, I think it was Fox mm-hmm. that was showing that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Fox network wasn't timed with the field. Right. I mean, but, you know, th- if I'm a Lions fan, I'm holding on to that. Like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> listen, listen. As, as, yeah, as a Knicks fan, I can say this for a fact. There's no moral victory. The, the ref screwing you don't mean shit. The Giants got screwed like that last week. Y'all just need to pack up your bag and play for next week because, you know, you're going to be – you're a lot better than a lot of people gave him credit for. The you Lions know, look better than I, I thought they would. I would rather be screwed over than just get damn outplayed by Aaron fucking Rodgers and get – we have the game in the bag. Just, oh, uh, we get in there with use check. And I'm like, why didn't they stop us? And I'm like, oh, because they wanted the ball back. You know what I mean? Because 37 seconds was enough time. Literally, oh. just enough. 38 seconds wouldn't have been enough. But 37, yeah. it but was. Before, before <laughs> it happened, Bogey, did you did you have that feeling like this is too much time? Or did you feel no. like, now nah, we got this? So, first of all, shout out to Al Davis. Because I, I what is he, like 75? Because he goes like this, Robbie Gold for the win. And I'm like, what is he talking about? It's 37 seconds on the clock. You know what I mean? And then, then uh, Chris Collinsworth has to correct him. He's like, hold on, Al. Where's 37 seconds? And I'm like, and then and he goes, well, they don't have any timeouts. I'm like, they're going to play the middle of the field. And I'm telling my girl, she's a diehard fan. And she's like, she knows Aaron Rodgers, too. She's like, oh, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? <laughs> she knew wow. it just like I did. It was, first of all, if we would have won that game, that was a perfect example of – we win ugly with handsome Jimmy because yeah. we had that game. He fumbles it away for them to, for the go-ahead score. And then, then here comes Jimmy again. It's almost like Jimmy needs to mess something up. And <laughs> check this out. You know what I mean? Like, bruh, that was, that was ugly. Handsome Jimmy likes it ugly, like you said. Yeah. That one made me mad, bro. Because <laughs> I like – you know why? I'm in the Bay Area. And I got to hear it from all my Raider homies. All my homies that are Raiders, they can't even just celebrate that they're undefeated. They they want to bring up the fact that they have a better record than us. You know what I mean? Bro, my, my Raiders homies over here want to be bringing up the Giants. I'm sitting there like, bro, man, we ain't even the same division. We don't even, we're on different coasts. Like, you don't need to tell this to me, man. All right, another piece of news. We got two more, two quick pieces, and then we're out of here. So Daryl Henderson, he missed week three with that rib injury. Um, there's some optimism that he's going to return in week four, but you got to go up against the 3-0 Cardinals. What, what do you guys think about Daryl Henderson and just the, the the Rams in general after last week? TD will let you kick it off. I said earlier that Arizona going to win this division. But there's three teams going to the playoffs out of this division. This is the best div- division in football. Absolutely. Probably the best three teams that I've ever seen in the same division. And I'm talking about, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm used to the Philadelphia Eagles being good and the Giants being good. 
But I've never seen these three teams like in the same division that can it's really good. They juggernauts. But I believe Arizona and uh the Rams are gonna split. So I think Arizona's gonna take the first game. And I think uh the Rams maybe win the next game. But uh, it's gonna be a really good game, man. They don't really need Daryl Henderson. Um Matt Matthew Stafford can play without having a run game uh mm-hmm. in certain games. Yeah. I mean I, that's pretty much been Matthew Stafford's career, right? A yep. career with no running back. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm sorry. Shout out to my man, the PPR goat, only behind Danny Woodhead. My man, Theo Riddick. <laughs> but, but but even him, he's the pass catching running back. Mm-hmm. Look at mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, only like sixty some sixty some uh, yards on the ground. He had like twenty touches, something like that. But it was a, a very stout Buccaneers defense. Sony Michelle is there now. They don't have to rush back Henderson because. You will be able to run on this Arizona front. Arizona's front is predicated on pass rushing. That's yep. what they want. You know what I'm saying? And so, listen, this could be a, a big Robert Woods game for everybody that's been waiting on Robert Woods to blow up. He's going to be a perfect hot read. You know what Fine. I mean? Robert Woods. Explain, explain why, you, because there's going to be a lot of people who are really upset with Robert Woods right now. So, Bogey, why don't you explain okay. why this could be a Robert Woods blow-up game? Because and we'll remember have, this. Like, we're, 57, we're 57 minutes into the Monday show. I'm remember that now. So you have you have the likes of J.J. Watt, uh, the likes of uh, 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 Isaiah Simmons and Chandler Jones, and, 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 and then some. They're going to be coming at Stafford. That's what they do. The hot read is either going to be Higby, who, who, which, would, which would be phenomenal, because Higby has Higby's been showing up for us, mm-hmm. and then it will be Robert Woods. Because right now the cream of the the creme, the cream of the crop, bro, is Cooper Cup. He's the number one receiver right now. Mm-hmm. That's who they're gonna game plan for. It's divisional. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big brawl. But Robert Woods is gonna go unaccounted for, and he is the hot read. He plays still playing majority of his snaps out of the slot. I, and for everybody, hear me out. This is the game you move him after this game. Just like I told everyone, wait on Clyde, either buy Clyde now. That's what I said last week. I said buy Clyde now or wait. If you have Clyde, if you want to sell him, wait till after the Chargers game. Because that defense that 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 they're playing, that's part of their weakness. Is the slot is the nickel, the mm-hmm. nickel corner. That's how you attack Arizona. You know what I mean? I'm surprised LaVishka Chenault didn't have a bigger game. But still, even what he a bust. for sixty. You know what I mean? I'm saying, if if we if, if Robert Woods can get to you know up to like nine to ten targets, this is the game you want. Then you move him if, if you don't want to continue with it. But for me, I want everyone I can have on this offense. We're gonna be okay with all these pieces on this offense with Matthew Stafford. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest, man, watching the, the Rams play, did you guys see how many times they try to get that long play to Deshaun Jackson? Like, they knew it was going to happen the first time. They barely missed yep. it. And then by the third one, they hit it 75 yards. McVay is a fucking surgeon. He will understand where your weakness is on defense. And he will he'll say, we don't get it the first time. I'm still going back to it because you can't defend it. And that, to me, just it makes me believe so much in McVay, but I'm very worried about Woods. Bogey, I hope to God what you're saying comes true because I am so ready to move him because Cooper Cup is the alpha. That It's not a question anymore. It, it's a fact. Uh, he is going to be the number one hey, for the rest of the season. All it took was 
quarterbacks change, yeah. right? Yeah. So no, that's not all it took because Cooper Cup, he's really always been the guy, but he always gets hurt. That is yeah. true. That is true. Yep. And it, yep. it was major. It was really major, major injury. Mm-hmm. And then it took him a, a season and a half to come back from that ACL. Mm-hmm. No, it remember? didn't. He got no, hurt again. He came out on fire. Yeah, but then, but yeah, then he got he hurt again. Out. But then he fizzled out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. he came into 2019 balling. Mm-hmm. Then he fizzled out, but then he finished the last five weeks with a touchdown in every game. So you're mm-hmm. right. Maybe I'm I'm wrong about that statement, actually. Now, mm-hmm. listen to this. Here, here, this is funny. How many how many years was Jared Goff with uh, Sean McVay? 17, 18, 19, five, 20. Five. Four years with Sean McVay. Was four. Four years. Yeah, because uh, he was drafted, what, 2016? So he spent two years. Yeah, because him and Carson Wentz were drafted 2016. So he spent two years uh, before he got Sean McVay, right? How many 50-yard touchdowns do you think Jared Goff has thrown with Sean McVay? A couple. Yeah, seven, literally. Seven? Seven? Two? Yeah, two, literally. A couple. Okay. Just two. Okay. Okay. Right? So Matthew Stafford had two in that game yesterday. <laughs> bro Matthew Stafford's arm is ridiculous the way he's able to get that ball out like it, when you looked at the the because a lot of people thought the Bucks were going to steamroll the Rams which to me was kind of crazy because I'm looking at this team and I'm like the Rams are more talented on defense the Bucks are more talented on offense but the quarterbacks it could be a lot closer than people give them credit for because Matt Stafford's a little bit younger, has a little bit more pop in his step. Stafford played with the Lions, so he has, like, the yep. step. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you saw his arm talent on full display in that game. You look back and you're like, damn, Sean McVay with some arm talent is a problem because McVay and him are so in tune with the game plan and understanding what each other wants to do that I think it's a perfect match. I'm you know, so happy for Stafford. I think the Rams are going to be legit. And I, I think, like TD said, all three of these, three of the four teams are going to make the, the, the playoffs, and all four teams are going to be competing through the whole season. Not one of these teams is going to be um at any point that you're going to be like, oh, they're bad. It is the best division in football by far. It is four of the best teams in the NFL, and it's going to be a toss-up because the, 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 the Seahawks, I think, are going to be the worst one probably. But when you got Russ, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he does a he does a weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show, and when when uh he when he ever anytime he spoke of Matthew Stafford spoke mm-hmm. of him very highly. Yep, he's one of the best passers in the game. Mm-hmm. He goes, you guys. He goes, you guys like those Patrick Mahomes no look passes? He said, I've been seeing Stafford do that for years. Yep, you know what I mean Stafford is crazy, bro. Like mm-hmm. when they signed Stafford, we the 49ers were in the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes. He ended up going with Sean McVay. You know what I mean? They went they went to Mexico or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? That they they, they it, had, it was weird how that happened, right? They're all in the same resort yeah. in Cabo. Like so, eh, Ole, bro. So, did y'all hear did y'all know that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are really good friends? Next week? Yeah. So Sean McVay Yes, yes. So Sean McVay hey. called Kyle. He called, he said, Kyle, I got you. Kyle was like, What's going on? I said I got. He was like I got Matthew Stafford. He said you sh- you bullshitting, and yeah. he, that was mad because they was competing. But he got Stafford. He snuck Stafford. But listen, uh, this is why I tell people. People are always talking about players suck. Suck. Don't ever say guys suck. Don't you know coaching is very big on how a player develops and plays. So Matthew Stafford played in Detroit. People, ah, oh, he he can't win playoff games. 
Well, you tell me this year he can't win playoff games. Tell me this this year because he ain't had the coach and the infrastructure to win playoff games. Imagine if they have Jared Goff. I mean, they have Matthew Staff instead of Jared Goff. Like, yeah. it's so much different. So go ahead, Bogart. Yep. I'm like, okay, so Sean, Mc, like, look at the game last night. Kyle Shanahan on the other side of the field, Matt LaFleur. You know what I mean? Now, uh, one day, I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt LaFleur. Then one day we'll see Mike LaFleur. He'll be a head coach someday. Mm -hmm. Sean McVay's the head coach. They all came from Shanahan's coaching family tree. And then look at, look at, look at Sean McVay. You got Zach Taylor over there. Hold on, son. You got Zach Taylor over there with the Bengals. You got, uh, you know, just their, their, their thumbprint is all over the league. Andy Reid. And all you, all these guys really need is a quarterback that's more than competent. They need a competent and skilled quarterback. And any sky's the limit, bro. Why do you think I'm so excited to get Lance in there eventually? Lance isn't ready yet. With Jimmy, and Jimmy is more similar to Jared Goff, in my opinion. It's just a guy who can learn a system, but he's not gonna he's not gonna take you from you know double digit deficits and bring you back. I mean I agree. Yeah, last night. So maybe I'm you know I sound stupid, but we still didn't win the game, though, so I'm not – you know what I mean? So I'm still correct about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, last piece of news, then we'll give our predictions for Monday night, and then we're out of here. So another rookie that we're talking about, Bogey just brought up Lance. So Andy Dalton, he, he is expected to be sidelined for a few weeks. So, I mean, Fields, he had a really bad game. A lot of it was Miles Garrett just being like a man amongst boys. Um, Fields goes up against the Lions this week. What, what do you guys think? Let's say you're playing in a super flex league. Fields a full bench, or you would you consider starting him this week? You know the Lions. The I'm playing Lions, them. Now Dan Campbell, he he's he's putting something in the water, man, because they're playing everybody tough. They're playing everybody tough, but this is one of those games where I was predicting before the Andy Dalton injury that this was going to be the game Justin Fields got the start. I think this is where Justin Fields gets his first W. It's going to be ugly. Right, it's gonna be ugly, but the reason I say he's gonna get it is because that that offensive line is like non-existent for the for the Bears, but the, but the Lions' pass rush is non-existent. So we're actually gonna see Fields be able to survey the field. I I'd say buy low on Allen Robinson right now. Like get him. For, uh, spoiler alert: that'd probably be my get him for the low this week. You know what I mean? It's, I want to get me some Allen Robinson, and because uh, it's gonna happen, man. It, it's gonna happen, and this is the game it should. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, predictions for Monday night. TD, why don't you go first? So, uh, I'm gonna take my Cowboys. Um, it's a very, it's gonna be a very good game. Um, I don't think the Zeke is gonna have a big game because this Philadelphia Eagles team has a very good run defense. So. I actually think Cowboys have to throw their way into a win, and I think they can with those three studs that they have out there. Uh, well, I wouldn't say three studs, but uh, Tony Pollard. Just to add Tony Pollard since uh, Gallup is out. But, they, yeah, they got some weapons. So, um, Cowboys win, um, I say, by less than a uh, touchdown. You know what? I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with TD. I think uh, – but I do think Zeke will be okay tonight. I think he'll be better than okay because they are without Brandon Graham, uh, the Eagles. It's one of their best run stoppers. He's going to be out. So, you know, but I, but, and, and also it's a home opener for the, for the boys. Um, 
And I and I think the Eagles do cover that number. So what, what TD said, it's going to be less than a touchdown. I'm going on the other side of things. I think the Eagles squeak it by uh, by about three points or within three points by some type of a field goal at the end. I think it's going to be a lot of Jalen Hurts. It's going to be a lot of running, a lot of keeping the ball out of Dak's hands. I think Dak's still going to eat. Pollard, I'm just going to say it because uh, I'm going up against him in a league where I don't need him to go off. He's going <laughs> to regress from last week, okay? That's all I'm going to say. He's going to regress from regress. last week. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? is I actually do believe Zeke's going to have a better than okay game, but I also hope it's a reverse jinx because I'm playing against Zeke, and I need him to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, guys. If you have Zeke, in my opinion, sell high. Not that I just don't think he's a top five running back anymore. So if you, you need Zeke for the finish as a top five running back, you're in trouble. So sell yeah. high on him now um, because I just don't think he can reach that potential. And when – like, we – I thought – I was like, Zeke, you still got something. But when I see Tony Pollard touch the ball, I'll be like, yeah, he don't got it no more. Because Tony Pollard is so much faster. I, I want to play this game real quick. Uh, so let's let, – let, as a panel, let's do this. If he's not five – if he's not top five, we could say Derrick Henry, right? CMC or not CMC because CMC's hurt right now, so we won't count him. Derrick okay. Henry, um, Austin Eckler, can we throw him above Zeke? Yep. Yep. Okay. Alvin Kamara, obviously. Yeah. Saquon, can we throw him above Zeke? Yep. I'm Nick Chubb. I can say Nick Chubb, right? Yep. I right? would. But that's already five, so I'm in agreement because those are all guys I would take over Zeke right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what about Clyde? He's not there yet. Uh, um, who else? Who, uh, Najee. Who are you he, taking, Najee or, or uh, Zeke? I'm taking Najee because the yeah. volume is going to be there. Gibson or Zeke? He's not sharing with no one. If, if Najee's going to get double-digit targets every week, that's PPR gold. Okay, that's what a about good one. G- Gibson? Gibson or Zeke? <sighs> I'm going. I'm going Gibson because of the big playability. I'm going Gibson because at any given moment, like yeah, like TD said, any given moment. Gibson goes 70 to the house. You know what I mean? He got back He got back on track. They know they got to get him in there. He was hurt last week, and it was a short week. How about this? DeAndre Swift. Swift, PPR, all day. Right? If it's PPR, yeah, Swift. I mean, he's got that safe floor. Okay. Dang. So Zeke, Zeke might be falling. Like, I think if Zeke finishes yeah. as a top 12 running back, it's a win for anybody who drafted him. Yep. Yeah. But he might not <laughs> He's, he's fringe top 12 right now. <laughs> going like, you know, seven, eight, ninth overall in a draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might, well, I mean, you might have been able to get him in the second round. I mean, in a super flex for super sure. Flex. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy, man. Zeke's falling from grace. This is the Tony Pasta effect, man. Shout out to Tony Pasta, man. He got, hey, you know, Tony Pasta, it's a big, it, it's like, the good pasta too, you know what I mean? The shrimp with the lobster, you know what I mean? It ain't that, it ain't no bum ass regular spaghetti, you know what I mean? <laughs> people people looking at Zeke like he's that regular spaghetti. They're like, give me the Tony pasta, you know what I mean? Because to- Tony P is going in and he's not even doing much. It's all, it's just very efficient, you know what I mean? So Tony Pollard is running back uh, 28 on the season right now. We're- and uh, uh, he's so far down that I haven't even got to him yet. Hold on, I'm still counting. Oh forty. Javonta Williams is forty. 
Peyton Barber is uh, 41. Miles Sanders is 42. Elijah Mitchell is 43. And then Zeke is running back 44 as of right now. Wow. You know, and, yep. and if Zeke is not if Zeke's not getting used in the passing game, we don't want Zeke. It's a nope. Yeah. Well, and here's one thing that I do know. You guys know that I do a little bit of trading. I know when the stock is very low, which I don't think it could get much lower for Zeke than it is right now. That's the time that you buy. Because if he does get to like anywhere in the teens from right now, it's already a win, a big win. But, but, but here's, you, the, here's the, the question, though, for a hustler, who, for who, though? Who do I use? Do I use to go get him for Gibson? Who do I use? So, well, I mean, what what do you mean? What you mean trading for him, trading him away? What do you mean? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not use. Who do I trade him for? I'm sorry. Yeah, trade him for. I feel like if someone like Zeke, you'd have to trade for some depth. Like I feel like if I could get three players for Zeke, you're not gonna get RB ones. You might not you might get fringe RB twos, you know, and a couple wide receiver twos, but I feel like if you're gonna make a play for that, build some depth on your team because you dug yourself into a hole, like that's the way you do it and get depth. So what what are we looking here? Like a Mike Davis plus gets you Zeke right now? Something like that? Yeah, I don't even know how much I'd really want to go get Mike Davis if I was the Zeke well, owner. That's what I'm saying, though, because, like, normally when, when when someone's trading away a big dog running back, you know what's the first thing they're going to say to you? Well, I got him in the first round. And you know what I say? That was in the draft. That's your bad. This is what it I is. We're week, we're week four. Yeah, if you're in a redraft league, the draft is well. I mean, the draft is gone. If you if you, uh, it's crazy because last week I could have made a trade. I, I don't know exactly what it would have entailed, but I got a little bold with it. Uh, but I could have traded Fields for Henry, Derek Henry, not just them straight up. It's super yeah. flex. There would have been a bunch of other players in there as well. But I turned it down because I wanted to be too bold, you know, over getting like one extra player, you know, or something back in there. And I should have just made the move, but uh, just getting a little stingy. It's not time to get stingy with the trades. If you got to bend a little bit, I say bend as long as you're you're getting good players back, you know. If Okay. If you had – I don't have any Saquon, and I have a couple of shares of Zeke, but say someone had Saquon. And they're going to use this game to try to move Saquon. If they want Saquon plus for Zeke, would you laugh at that person? Oh, yeah. Right? I wouldn't even trade away Saquon for Zeke. I'd rather have Saquon. Okay. So, Saquon isn't... Oh, that's right. We did name Saquon as one of those guys we would take over Zeke at this point. I would definitely... You know what, though? If someone came at me with Austin Eckler plus... For Zeke, I would sell Zeke. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we I think we all collectively said we would rather have Austin Eckler than Zeke. I mean, it's it, it would need to be a Cowboys fan. It would need to be an emotional trade, you know, for someone to want to get Zeke. Or I mean, it it's got to be a Zeke sleeper, <laughs> like for sure. I don't think in any kind of league that's like, let's just say fantasy degenerates like us. I don't think anyone's going to be buying high on Zeke at all. I think. Okay, check this out. This happened in my league, and I'm the commissioner for it. And, and, and uh, as the commissioner, I push the trades through, right? There's no vetoes. So my boy, he texts me at 6 o'clock in the morning. He says, you awake? I said, of course. You know what I mean? Because I be, I be getting up early. And he said, hey, I sent the trade out on Friday. 
He sent the trade. It was Mike Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Zeke. But he didn't take the trade down. During the game, this guy who has Zeke is watching Mike Williams go absolutely bananas and yeah. finally showed up. He hits accept. My man's goes, hey, I didn't want to make that trade anymore. I left it up. So I go, no problem, bro. Boom, cancel the trade. Now the other guy, he's livid. But I said, you know what, bro? We'll take it to a vote. And everybody said they would have vetoed that shit. But that's only because they saw those two players go off. Oh, yeah. And you know that, I mean, and yeah. they're like, we're going to give him for bum-ass Zeke now? And I was like, hey, but this guy, made he made an honest mistake because this should be a lesson to everyone. And I reminded him, when the games start on Sunday, take all your trades down. Yeah. Don't leave them up. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Stu, luck, luckily, uh, D2W Stu, you guys know him in the Dream to Walk Foundation. He did that in multiple dynasty leagues where he just left trades up and then people accepted him like days later or whatever. And uh, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I got, hey, but it karma got me though. I, so, maybe I got traded and he left one up. And he left the Le'Veon trade up after some news. Somebody else had got hurt. So I went on and traded it, and I gave up a great play. I gave up Kingdom Gainwell. Big mistake. Now I tried to get him back. He was like, no, I need five first rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you already know that ain't happening. Yeah, can't wait till we see I Kenny know. Gainwell blow up. I know you can wait, but, yeah, that, that, it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Oh, here we go. Let's see. There yeah. we go. Back at it. Yeah. I now I realized I, I saw my joint start geeking out. I was like, oh, we gotta move. Gotta <laughs> stay on the move and do not leave them them trade offers up like that. You know what yep. I mean? Don't leave them up. Yep. TD was just talking about in one of the leagues where he traded uh Kenny Kenny Gainwell away to receive uh Le'Veon Bell. Just one of the same situations, left it up there a little too long. Oh, that's right. No, I mean, no, no, no. I didn't leave it up. These two now, uh, Titans for life left it up. And yeah. when I seen the news that, that uh, another injury, another ACL injury or something had happened in Baltimore, I was like, oh, God, I can get Le'Veon. And I hit the cell. But karma got me. It was a stupid ass <laughs> trade. <laughs> hey, man, it happens to the best of us, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you, cause you know what it is, too? Is we, Sometimes you got to you, you, we might feel like we need to act now. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, make moves. Yeah, because because <laughs> then the next day or even the next hour, you might not feel the same if you do a little more digging. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just a little more digging. Yeah. Well, that's why you well, I fought too a little bit, Bogart, because we should have done that trade with Jalen Hurts earlier, and I wouldn't have did that with Kenneth Gainwell. True, man. I mean, <laughs> but you know what though? See, that's a perfect example of how you should make trades. Me and you went back and forth for months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Before we yep. finally settled on something that that we thought was both beneficial because any good trade shouldn't be a rape. You know what I mean? That's yep. not that that's not a good trade. It should be beneficial for both parties. Whether yep. whether someone else because everything is subjective, someone else from the outside looking in could be like, "Bro, you got him." Or, "Bro, he got you." Or no, when that person hit accept, they felt that it was beneficial for both parties. You know what I mean? And and, and I've made Listen, I traded away da uh, uh, Damian Harris for Elijah Mitchell plus in the league. 
Okay. This was before. This was uh, 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 when Elijah Mitchell last week. With the you know when everyone's going crazy over him before okay. he got hurt, right? But I felt good about that trade until I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know everything is subjective, but this is the game we play, man. I mean, it, there's a reason they say any given Sunday. You know what I mean? You already know. Yeah. And on that note. We're going to get up out of here. So we're going to be back tomorrow at our new time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific. We're on my channel, Fantasy Football Hustlers channel. And uh, Bogart, tell everybody on Facebook where to find you at. Hey, you can find me at the GMM Network. You can subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube. And I will be right here now. uh, uh, as long Because now I got – this is like a perfect time. I'm I'm glad we moved the time because then it's nap time during this time. And, you know what I'm saying, I mean – this is just uh, this is where I'll be during during this time of the day. So I actually it's actually more convenient. You know what I mean? Nice. TD, yeah. tell everybody on Facebook where to find you at. So yeah, hopefully I'm not in the matrix. So guys, just find me and go to OnlyFans. If you want to show support to my channel, I'm not monetized yet. So how you show support to my channel is on OnlyFans. There I'm giving you cutting edge content. Uh, I'm doing stars and sits, whatever you need on a daily basis. We can talk personal. I know a lot of times you don't get that with your YouTuber, but I offer that on my OnlyFans. And let's go to any social media platform, guys, where you can find me uh, at Fantasy Good Sports, as you see on the screen. And, guys, make sure you tune in to us. This is – we are uh, doing something new here. So make sure you subscribe to uh, both, all of our channels and come and soak up this uh, knowledge and win your fantasy championships. Yeah, man. And, and fellas, man. Everybody out there that needs a Monday night miracle, let's go get this dub. You know what I mean? Fuck Zeke tonight. He's going down. I'm sorry, Hustler. Tony D. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, man, whatever it takes for anyone to get that dub, let's go out there and get it. Hey, as long as Tony Pollard regresses from last week, I believe we're. I believe I'm all good, and that's all we need. So as long as he has a worse game than he did last week. Big Dak game. That's what we need. There we go. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We got a bunch of shows coming up. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.